All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Wave New Yorker podcast. I'm your boy, Elijah Taylor. Uh, we're on the phone lines today, so we got Akil St. Louis on one phone line, the OG from What's Staten up? Island. What's right up? Here. And then on on the other line, we have Alexandria back on the pod again. Alexandria, how are you doing? How's it, how are you holding up? Pretty good. Thanks for having me back. Um, yeah, of course, I, mean, I of guess. Course. It's a little bit better now with quarantine, like stuff opening up and stuff, and at least the weather is nice. So yeah, it's we are approaching phase two. Phase two. I got a, I got a, I got not even an email. I got one of those uh, mass texts from my uh, barber today, and he was like, "Guys, the barber shop will be open on Tuesday." Because for those of you that don't know, most barber shops, respectable barber shops, at least at least Monday is the Sabbath. They usually take that Monday off because it's usually a slow day for whatever reason. But uh. <laughs> So, yeah, Tuesday they're going to open, and I know for a lot of people that's a big deal. I mean, personally speaking, I would love to go right now, but I'm not there yet, so we're going to wait a few more, <laughs> right. maybe another month or so. But, um, you know, things are things are trending upwards in New York at least, which is which is good, to say the least. Um, how was your yeah. Juneteenth? Yesterday was, you know, the first unofficial Juneteenth because, you know, it's still not a national holiday yet where we all get off yet, but, you know, it seems like we're trending towards that. How was everybody's Juneteenth? Yeah, uh, I'm good. Well, well, no, Alexandra, you go first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, mine was good. I mean, I, um, like you said, it's not a national holiday yet, so that would be nice. Hopefully in the future that will happen, but yeah. um, I wish I would have uh, taken off but I didn't um, so I just like I kind of signed off early and then just you know um, like just spend some time with my family and just like watched a lot of um, like civil rights uh, documentaries and nice. stuff just to you know you know just really productive our memory and just, yeah yeah really productive and just let us know like you know even though we were aware of everything that happened but just you know to kind of like you know go back and just experience try to figure out how they how our ancestors and you know, people that came before us really struggled and how they made it possible for us to have the life that we have right now. Because even though it's not where we want it, we still progress a lot. Yeah, since definitely. Then. So, um, and then, and also to MDC, um, the chief diversity officer, I didn't even know that they had that position, but <laughs> he's, uh, Craig, Craig Robertson, he's, um, He's uh, half Asian and half black. He actually sent out a mass email just saying that, you know, he recognizes Juneteenth and, you know, hopefully in the future they will recognize it as a national holiday and for everybody to, you know, people to, people who do want to take um, the day off, they can. Um, but, you know, he just sent a message out to everybody, let him know that, let us know that basically like he recognizes it and that he believes that it should be a national holiday as well. That's holiday dope. as well. So I think it was pretty good. Very okay. actionable. How about you, Akil? Um, well, I was just, uh, I celebrated by going and shopping, you know, on, you know, black businesses. Nice. Just having dialogue and conversation about it. Uh, you, know, you know, just a little story about Juneteenth. When I was in high school, uh, my friend, a friend of mine, I actually don't, I haven't heard from him in a little while, but when we were in high school, we we went up to our the head of the history department and we were like we spoke about how Juneteenth should be spoken about in high school. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, you know, he would love to teach it, but the reason why he couldn't teach it is because of the DOE. The DOE had these 
weird rules and regulations where they couldn't they couldn't go over certain, certain amount of days off. You know, certain, exactly. Politics. So then it was funny that maybe like two years ago, I actually seen that history teacher, and then he re- he he remembered. It was funny he remembered about that, and uh, you know just you know talking to other people about it and trying to educate them why that is important. You know, personally, I stopped celebrating July 4th because I feel like July 4th wasn't a celebration, you know, for our ancestors. We were, yeah. black people were still enslaved in July 4th, 1776. So why am I celebrating a day that, you know... We didn't get no real progress. Were, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There was no progress. We were still enslaved. So, yeah. You know, it's important to educate yourself. And that was a day of just celebration. It was, it was great to see other people. You know, celebrating it. And, yeah, people were you know, outside like, yesterday having a little cookouts. And there's a lot of, like, you know, events. I mean, obviously, I don't recommend going out, uh, you know, in large gatherings. But, you know, there were events. And I could definitely see how going forward it will be, like, a thing that's something that everybody gets behind. Obviously, like, the non-racist people of this world. So I, I definitely think it's good. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll get towards getting it to become a national holiday. And, you know, those people that... Don't want to celebrate it, they could sure. go to work, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, but um, yeah, that was good. And it's crazy because I, I didn't, I, I actually never learned about that in school. I didn't know, oh, about yeah, they don't, school, they don't teach like, it in a school. Few years ago. Same, I yeah. honestly didn't really learn about it until like maybe like the first year after I graduated at the college, and maybe a summer before that. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I learned it, and I'll give Google a shout out in this, is like, if you go to Google every day, usually they used to have like different art on the Google landing page based on like what day it was. And then one day it was like a Juneteenth. And I'm like, oh, what's this Juneteenth? And, you know, you would occasionally see it in certain calendars, depending on like what email client you use. And I think at that point I was using Gmail and it just showed Juneteenth. So I'm like, oh, that's a cool sounding name. Like, what's this all about? Then mm-hmm. I looked into the art and then Google kind of like started spreading awareness about it way before this was like, you know, before all of this happened. So, you know, it was just really like hidden. Like, I couldn't believe it was such a like best kept secret. And I'm like, why isn't this taught in <laughs> the school books and not once? And if you go around, like a lot of people will agree, like they had a similar story where like, yo, this shit just was not taught in the curriculum. And it's like kind of right. crazy that they just don't for whatever reason. It's really, it's really sad, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot of a lot of things weren't told. Like, you know, um, Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels was uh, those ingredients that you know that we all love to drink. The bourbon. I mean, we love to drink Hennessy. Nah, nah I don't black drink Hennessy. Like I don't drink any, but, uh, but I, most black people. I don't drink Hennessy personally. <laughs> but, but the few black people that do drink uh, Jack Daniels, those ingredients were made by a, an, an enslaved. A black person. Really? People wow. Really? I didn't know that. Wow. I, yeah, I love Jack Daniels. I'm at the stop. They didn't, Jack Daniels didn't. Jack Daniels didn't even put his name anywhere until 2017. Wow. And it was it was known. He was like a major distiller. Uh, I didn't know that. Liquor, okay. No more Jack up. Daniels. No more Jack Daniels. Oh, That's oh, okay. No more Jack Daniels. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, that's like yeah, we did learn about that, and then I don't know if you guys learned about Black Wall Street and like Tulsa. I found out about that just like yeah, like two years ago, and it's like yeah, like you literally all the dirty things about America they don't want to teach, and it's just hidden and Mm -hmm. it's brushed to the side. And I guess they assume like oh nobody will ever find out about this really unless they go looking deep for it. But it's like 
come on now. <laughs> it's really, it's really sad. <laughs> it's oh, really man. sad. It's also rice for Yo, it's bad, yo. It's just honestly, he literally built this country. Yeah, he literally built it. And it's like as much as they, as the more they keep and try and hide it, the more of a problem we start to see exist. So I'm glad that this is finally being brought to the front of the, you know, everybody's attention. But like I think really what's gonna have to it's gonna have to be a full on reform. Like this is gonna have to be taught in school. I don't care if oh yeah. my daughter can't handle this. Like this is so much for them. The same way you teach them about like you know the Holocaust and all that shit. That needs to be right in that same chapter where you just you know you teach them about all of it. Let them know all of that. If they out, if they can handle the Holocaust, they could definitely handle this. That's what I want. That's all I want to hear. Exactly. So no more excuses yep. and yeah, man. Hopefully, hopefully this holiday uh, explodes and gets better. Like, yeah, I didn't really do anything major because I was shipping my grandpa out of here. So that took up most of my day. But I did kind of get trapped into my first uh, protest. I mean, I wasn't really like going. I went to actually I just happened to be in the area when the protest came through and I was kind of trapped in my car, which thank God, because (laughs) if I didn't have like if I wasn't in a car, I probably would have had a paranoia attack and would have got like a freaking Corona test today. But uh. (laughs) <laughs> it just had happened. A pizzeria was like downtown Brooklyn, so we got a slice. Went inside the car, and then it was probably about I would say maybe about a thousand people. I was only in my car for ten minutes, and it was really I will say this: like all of the people kind of wondering like why haven't the numbers spoke spiked up? What I will say based off what I saw is I would say almost ninety nine percent. And I'll be honest, I hadn't I didn't see one person without a mask, but I'm gonna assume maybe there was one person, maybe. But literally, like, 100% from what I saw, everybody had their mask on. And when I say had it on, like, not just had one. Like, you know how some people wear it on their chin, wear it on their neck, wear it on their head. Like, full nose in, mouth in, everything tucked in. Like, full compliance. So, like, I think that's probably a huge reason why we haven't seen those cases spike up yet, which is good. So, for all those people saying, ah, they're protesting, they're spreading the virus. Like, I think people are doing their best to kind of, you know, keep it contained. So, that's all I noticed from right. my Juneteenth. But, yeah, besides that, man, I'm just glad uh, we're, we're taking steps. But we still got a long way to go. I know um, I noticed I, I've been seeing a lot of these racial, like, hate crimes, like, at, like, isolated areas. Like, I know I was on the Internet today, and they showed, like, there was a noose hung in, like, I want to say it was Van Cortland Park in the Bronx, which is, like, really crazy. And it's like you're starting to see all these little signs, and it's like... I think some people are so oblivious to it, and it's a really it's a really small percentage. Honestly, it's predominantly like you know older white people, but it's like people are like oh, there's no such thing as racism, or not only that, but they just don't care. And it's like I'm at the point where like yo, there's no way we've been going through all of this and you haven't been able to just admit the issue. Like it's it's actually kind of sickening. Right. And it's 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 yeah. really bad because it's people you know sometimes that are like refusing to change their opinion or at least acknowledge the issue. I don't need you to change your opinion, but acknowledge your issue. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy because I know like, so what me and my uh, parents were talking about last night is, um, some of my, my mom, when she used to do like jazzercise, um, she had like a couple of like Jewish friends that she got really close with. So sometimes she goes out with them to get drinks and, you know, go out to eat and stuff. And we were talking, she was like, you know, it's funny how none of my Jewish friends reached out to me and asked me if I was doing okay, like with everything that's going on, like the Black Lives Matters and the police brutality. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm just surprised. And I was like, why, I was like, why are you surprised? Like, with, I feel like with, 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 with 
white, not all white people, but a lot of white people, especially if they have that one token black friend, because I know my mom is their only black friend. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a group of them. And, and I know she's their only black friend. And I feel like they don't, they know you're black, but they don't see you as like a stereotypical black person. Black person. Mm-hmm. So like, exactly. So they're not going to, they're not going to think about you during this time. Cause they, they genuinely don't care about like, yeah, they don't think you you're different. Yeah, they don't think you have a different like yeah. set of light like rules that you have to live with. Even though we gotta go exactly. under different things. Exactly, they think yeah. oh you know oh Paula like you know she's she's like you know she's she's not the stereotypical black person. She's like us or whatever. But obviously they know that she's not white, but they're not thinking oh let me reach out to her to mm-hmm. see if she's okay. And I was like honestly mom like you need to cut them off because real friends are going to reach out to you regardless like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it shouldn't matter if if, if they think of you as like a non-stereotypical black person which is stupid yeah but like you know what i mean like have that like they have that stereotype that's not even one that's not good and two like that's just like just common courtesy in a friendship like if you see that that's going on like the same thing if there was something going on with like you know two hate crimes or something like that you would have reached out to them but they didn't do they didn't reciprocate that energy so it's like you got to cut people off like that's what i'm learning like with everything going on i'm just keeping a lot of people who are supporting trump and like yo 100 percent just doing little things and you just got to cut people off now because it's like look it's 2020 there's no time for that anymore zero time things have to change Exactly, and then the, the the other thing is that what a you know what a lot of positive races do is that they're silent about issues, and then when they when they speak up about issues, they're gonna say, "Oh, I have a black friend." You know, oh yeah. Your mother. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a black friend, which is which is me or or Elijah or yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to really really be careful and really be you know opinionated with people you know people that. You know, don't talk about issues, and then when they finally do talk about it, the only time they're talking about it is when the looting was happening. They want to talk about the negative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's always about the negative. And and that's what I realized, too, is, like, you could really just... People's lack of action, a lack of, you know stance on one thing versus having a whole strong opinion about something else, it shows a lot. It really does. Because, like, now you're starting to see everybody, like, show their colors. Like, I'm a, like, there's there's somebody I follow in the gambling community, and it's just out of nowhere. He's just been showing, and I don't know if it's because he's a gambler, but it's like everything is politicized. And it's like, this isn't a political issue. This is, like, wrong or right, like, literally. And it's like, well, these black people are doing too much. Maybe if they weren't burning shit down, they would get what they want. I'm like, yo, you would honestly say that? Yeah, and I'm like, all right, I can't support your platform. I'm not watching your show. I'm not supporting any of your shit. Then he had the audacity to talk about, like, Oh, people get sick. They'll be fine. These let these these people need to go ahead and play football and basketball. And I'm like, you want them to play because you make your living gambling on other people. Like there's off of no merit of your own. I'm like, you literally, you know, make your fucking profit off of other people going out there competing. So I'm like, who are you to tell people whether or not they should go and pit their health out line? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like when do when other people want to make themselves subject experts on things that they have no like idea about. It really, it really infuriates me. So it's like even with the whole race thing, it's, I'm I'm sick of it. And it's like. Like I said, the problem with it is a lot of racists like to be closet racists, and that just means they, as long, especially with the internet, as long as they're able to hide behind a keyboard a profile, as long as they don't have to say it out loud, or most of them will do it comfortably in their comfort of their own home because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, there's no repercussion. But in the real life, like in the real world, we need to actually start isolating these incidents where people are actually kind of, you know, racist or inappropriate in the workplace and in like, you know, just regular communities because it's it's really it's really an issue. 
agree. Yeah, and even even with my job, like so, you know, I I would say I forgot to bring this up when we were talking about Juneteenth. I felt like my job for so long, and I've told you guys about it. And it's funny how all of this happened since then. The last time we spoke, and now it's like my job is taking a different note. Now it's like, oh, we care about you know all these social injustices. <laughs> Yesterday right. they were like, oh, all right, we're gonna take eight minutes and forty six minutes of silence during the workday. Everybody, you know, stop working for eight minutes and forty six seconds. And I- I'll be honest, like while the gesture, yeah, I guess it's nice that you acknowledge something wrong. When 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 wrong, it's like this eight minutes and forty six seconds of silence isn't doing anything. Meanwhile, this is like almost three to four weeks after this has happened, and I'm like, why why are we so slow in terms of taking action? And then. To make matters worse, they're like, oh, we're going to have a diversity, equity, and inclusion committee, which, to be honest, in 2020, we should have been had. But, okay, uh, if you feel that you should be on it, apply. And then while I'm like, okay, so I'm going to apply. I reach out to my other black coworker and I say, hey, did you see that email? Yeah, man. I was like, yo, you know, we got to sign on because we're the only, you know, six black people, one, two of six black people oh, in the who's, company. Well, who's running the committee? Uh, the senior white leadership, person? senior leadership that are all white. But the fact yeah, that you said the fact that you're going to have a committee <laughs> about in, quite equity and inclusion. Right. And you want everybody to apply and say people will be selected based on applications. Why do you have to apply if your whole thing is about creating yeah. equity and inclusion? It needs to be held open to everybody. That That's rule number one. This is when I'm like, all right, this is starting to become a yeah, I don't understand how to organize the structure properly. And it's like, all right, if you want to have voices, you need to have everybody's voice that wants to have their voices heard whether or not they shouldn't have to fill out an application to say oh why should you be a part of the diversity and equity and, and inclusion committee uh because i'm fucking black and i've been fucking neglected in this company the whole fucking time i i, I honestly started typing that and i said okay let me not get fired yet but i said literally why are we at this point where i gotta explain why i should be my I, I should should have rephrased the question and asked it back and say why has this not been done before and why are you only doing this as a reaction to social pressure that's really what it is and I think so much of it is just being oblivious to like regular things like I said yep. I don't know if white people see color but they don't see like social economical things either they they don't see gaps and disparities between different peoples of different communities and different economical backgrounds so it's like they don't see anything and it's like it's one thing to say you don't see color but to not be able to see people that are not doing well not to be able to see people that are like you know like it's just you have to you have to open your eyes so i'm hoping this is finally the beginning of it yeah no and and it's annoying too to see like like, like you said, like, oh, I appreciate the gestures, but, like, I don't know if you guys saw, like, with Band-Aid and Quaker Oats. Oh, now, my God. That on July, but, okay, <laughs> we've, we've been no she was a slave. You 100%. Know, she was, you know, you had her. Yeah, now you're doing that. Now you're taking the Band-Aid. <laughs> First of all, we didn't even ask for this. Like, a lot of black people, they were like, okay, damn, it's just breakfast. We didn't ask for you to do all this. We want you to arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. 100%. Like, do stuff that actually matters. Like, that makes a difference. That does not matter. Like, yeah, like, if you move in, you're changing the box. A lot of people don't even want that because, like, now people are going to have trouble finding the Aunt Jemima brand and <laughs> exactly. they change it to you. And you, they better not touch that recipe. That's yeah, all I that's a, I just made Aunt Jemima <laughs> pancakes this morning. I said, yeah, they changed this recipe yeah. to some bland-ass flavor. I'm going to be pissed. I'm like, that's more damage exactly. than, than we Black needed. People, <laughs> yeah, we did not ask for that. Like, you're doing everything but doing what you're supposed to do, like, arresting the cops that killed, you know, Breonna Taylor and, and other other innocent black people like just do that type of stuff focus on that stuff later like it's just it's exactly. just irrelevant and like you said it's just 
the gesture is nice, we get it, but just focus on the stuff that matters. Yeah, it's just, yeah, (laughs) it's literally like they're just missing the point so many times. Like I said, like my girlfriend was showing me how like, because at her job, she had, you know, I don't want to put all her business out there, but she had wrote an open letter to her CEO basically stating about how she felt about, you know, this in the workplace and how she felt like, you know, there was nothing being done. And I guess she shared it with other colleagues. And then before you know it, she shows me a screenshot of this white coworker that I don't think she even works with saying, oh, I'm praying for you and your family. And I'm like, oh, my God, like white people don't get it. Oh <laughs> like, 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 like you, your family, you and your family are in my prayers right now. And I'm like, yeah, I don't understand. It's like, yo, <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, really I have to understand. Don't. It's not about like one I'm, I'm act. <laughs> No, I'm go ahead and kill the, uh, the streets, I'm the streets in New York with uh, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. More reform. reform. You know what's funny? <laughs> yeah, we it's want, like we action. Want, uh, equality, we want black women. people in roles of leadership yeah. in, 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 in the corporate world. <laughs> Come on. We want working trains in the hood uh, that run on time and <laughs> not only go express <laughs> in the city. Like, yeah, <laughs> things that actually kind of help the working class black people that has been in this country forever. Yeah. And I, I, I just don't more, think they get it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, we want affordable housing that's actually affordable and not only for people that make $200,000 a year because I don't think that's they really exactly. need it. You know, like little things, like things that actually make sense. And it's it's so funny that we've gotten this far and people... You know, like, I don't I don't understand it. Like, I don't know if it's... And it can't be all white people. I don't think it's all white people. But it's a large amount yeah, of them. No, and yeah. I'm not making them the same mm-hmm. enemies, but they're just so oblivious. Like, you saying, I'm sorry. Don't pray for my family. We're good. We're fine. We're doing good. Right. You know and what I mean? We're doing you know fine. What? And that's exactly what my, my dad and I were talking about, too. Because it's, like, it's crazy how... A lot. I bet you, if we talk to to white people, right, they would think, oh yeah, black people probably hate being black. Like if they could, they would probably wish that they were white. And you know what? If you ask every black person, I would never want to be white. We love being black, even with slavery, even everything we've done to us. It's lit, despite it. Yes, black every time because we've made it great. Stronger. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, like you, you, you want to be us. Like exactly us, but you just don't want to exactly culture. You want our food. Exactly. You just don't want our you just don't want our problems. So like I exactly. think a lot of white people, if they heard us say that, they'd be like, What they they would choose to be black? Yes, of course. we would. We still love being black. Of course. <laughs> we still love it. And it's just they they just can't relate. And like honestly, like that I forgot what that that young lady who was talking who made that very emotional speech, I don't know if you guys saw her, where she was like, You're white people are lucky that we want equality and not revenge. A hundred percent. Because then that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're the most sympathetic people ever because all the stuff that they did to us and look at us, we still are, we're not violent. Even though people are saying, oh, we're looting and blowing and, and burning stuff. Okay. Like, well, we're not shooting white angry, people. Like, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? How not, easy could not, this is say, yo, let's just go target every racist white person in Indiana and say, yo, let's just go exactly. on a shooting spree. Like, you know what I mean? If we wanted to, we could. Yeah. We could if we easily. Let's so mobilize and let's get guns. Let's go and kill every Ku Klux yeah. Klan money <laughs> member. And I'm pretty sure that if I said that, a, pro- a couple people would probably get behind it and say, yo, fuck it. Let's go. But the yeah. overwhelming mm-hmm. majority is probably like, yo, that's not even worth it. Like, let's not even do that. Let's not even make ourselves the bad guys. Because it's just not, nobody wants, we don't want to be the bad guy. 
It's just yeah, it's we sick. Just want equality. That's it. That's all. That's that's we want equality, and that's the thing. We want equality. We don't want y'all pity. <laughs> we don't want y'all pity. We, exactly. we do not we want y'all pity. <laughs> yes, we do not want that pity. We just want equality, and I think everybody needs to just find out every facet of life they can af- like whatever you can affect and make a change. Do it. That's why, like I personally, like me personally, I'm a very quiet person. So, like, the whole idea of joining a committee is like, eh. But I was like, you know what? If my black ass don't join this committee, nothing's going to get done. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. Like, I signed up. I told my other black coworker to sign up. And I'm just like, all right, I have ideas. Let's see if you guys are going to put the ball in my court. Because, like I said, it it it's not just about having uh, a large, diverse, like, a lot of black people in the office. It's not about that. Yes, sir, there are some diversity, but it's not enough for you to say, is this even fair? Like, what I need, like, my job personally to do is, what are we doing to get more people, black people hired? Also, what are we doing to get impact the black community? Like, when we have internships, let's stop having just the one black kid and, and you know, you have, like, 40, 50 other white kids that live upstate in Long Island or whatever. Like, let's actually help the black kids that live in the city to get an internship so they could potentially get a job. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty damn sure there's, you know, I'm pretty sure you could find 10 to 15 black kids that would like an internship for the summer. So it's like, let's actively try that. Whether you have to go reach out to HBCUs or universities that just have more than a 5% black population, do it. Because there's no reason things are the way it is. Like, it's, it's really sickening. And they're qualified too. A lot of like you know, overqualified. We're very smart, and that and that exactly overqualified. And I feel like a lot of white people don't understand, or racist white people don't understand that too. Like how we're so smart and intelligent, and we have so, like so many lack. We don't. We have lack of resources. You know what I mean? Like yep. Funding and just a lot of people just can't afford college. And we, if you go back to slavery, like slaves still found a way to read books and try yep. to teach themselves different things because. We're just knowledge. We're just knowledgeable people, and we're smart. And some white people just don't like that. They're like, "How? How have they progressed so much? And they're still behind us? Like, how? It's just they're. I feel like they're fearful of us too because they know we're so powerful. A hundred percent. And I think it just it honestly scares them. And they they. I, I don't think they're guilty at all. They don't feel guilty about what they've done because you know a lot of them don't care, especially racist people. They're like, "Look, you're you're lucky that we we gave you your freedom." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. be happy, blah blah blah. But I think a lot of them are feel fearful of our power and just like our impact and our talent. Like you know, like athletics. You know, athletically, look how skilled we are with you know entertainment, music. We really yep. we really run a lot of things, and a lot of a lot of people don't like that. A lot of racist people don't like that. Yeah. So. It's totally it's just agree. it's just insane, but uh yeah we're gonna yep. see this is gonna be a whole thing I definitely think this is gonna be a thing all throughout this year and next year and definitely well through the election for sure, but uh I mean I feel uh-huh. like it's so much going on now, especially like I I feel like Twitter is the best thing I've seen where I'm just like I right, what's the majority of people talking about <laughs> and it's like now you're starting to see where it's like yo it's always something new right now and this is a touchy topic topic for some people but i think it definitely needs to be discussed i know a lot of i guess at some point i don't know where it started but i saw like where the narrative had switched from like yo black women have been you know at the front lines defending black men but black men have not done the same or i don't know if it was men in general but and then it just started showing all these like different videos of like black men like you know just taking advantage of women like i saw one where they took through this young girl in the garbage uh, I saw yeah, a couple Yeah, I saw a couple where it was just like Dumb yeah, shit And then, you know, and a lot of people had different opinions on it Like I saw one side where people were like You know, 
they're trying to divide us, blah, 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 blah. They're trying to, you know, like we're trying to get something accomplished. They're trying to divide us. And this is what I would say. I would say, honestly, this is just my opinion. I feel like this is an actual issue, right? Like whether somebody's trying to divide us, I don't know whose motives. I don't know. I can't tell you what other people's motives. This is an actual issue. I just think what, what black men and men in general have to do, we have to like address the issue and actually do something about that as well. Like, I feel like we could chase equality for all black people while still looking out for our black women. And not just black women, but women in general. Amen. And it's like, like me personally, I can't speak on other, Nick, other, I was going to say the N word, but I caught myself. I can't speak on what other people do, (laughs) (laughs) but I can speak on what I do and what me and my friends and my people in my circle do. Like, I could say like, honestly, like until like college, yeah, I would say until like maybe my freshman, sophomore year of college, I never saw a guy put hands on a woman till then. And, like, let me tell you right now. I'm not going to make him hot. don't know if he listens to the pod. He might listen to the pod. That day, we literally, we, 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 we took care of shit. We, was, we literally intervened and was like, yo, yo, yo. Like, that's not something you watch. You let it happen. You, you could be my mans. And when you do that, you're not my mans anymore. Like, yo, that's not happening. I've also mm-hmm. been in a scenario where I've seen somebody accuse somebody of rape. And, you know, in that situation, I'm not going disclo- to disclose names either. You know, I got in front of it. I said, yo, call them out. Like, yo, is this really what it is? Got all parties involved. Come to find out it wasn't what it was. But, you know, we took affirmative action. We made sure, yo, let's handle this. Let's make sure this doesn't, you know, because the last thing you want to do is let somebody get away with a mistake because they're going to think it's okay to do it again. So we went ahead and did that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if I could do that, maybe everybody's doing that. But as you get older, you realize everybody doesn't think logically like you do. So I'm imagining like, all right, if we did that, then that means other people probably aren't because it takes effort to do these things. It's tough to have those conversations with people that you know and respect. But I wanted to get your take. What do you feel like? Do you feel like men in the general uh, in general hold themselves accountable in these situations, or do they tend to just say, "eh, not my problem right now," or you know? Yeah, I think I think. Um, well, yeah, speaking from a female perspective, black woman perspective, I. Uh, so I, I agree with with what some women are saying because I feel like with especially within like the black community with black men, not all of you guys are like this. You know that there is obviously black men yeah. that really do protect their black women, and you know, um, doesn't matter if they're you know um, attracted to them or not. They just know right right is right, wrong is wrong. But yep. I do notice that with a lot of black men, we with black women, we do not feel a lot of. And I'm saying y'all, not meaning like yeah, 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 in understood. general, obviously. Just like a general statement. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Like with black men, sometimes you, you guys don't really support us. And we feel like, especially with, there's that, you know, I hate to bring this up, but it's it's a, you know, a problem within our black community is the light skin versus dark skin. Oh, God. Right? There's always going to be that issue with like, oh, if a woman, uh, a lot of black men, not all of them, but a lot of them we notice do tend to like, go towards, I guess, like, you know, lighter women or mm-hmm. if a woman is darker, they don't think she's as attractive. And it's like, it, it sucks because it's like when guys do that because they're giving white people and other people who are not black more of a reason to continue to do that to us. Because, like, I don't know if you heard of, like, when people say, oh, oh yeah, she's pretty for our dark skin girl. Or yeah. She's for yeah. a black girl. You know what I mean? And it's like that goes, all that all that stuff goes back to slavery. And I understand the light skin, dark skin, that goes back to slavery as well. You know, that the you had the house slaves, the, the slaves that slaves that worked outside also the um, slave owners raped the slaves that's why there are mixed children and stuff yeah. like that but it's just hard as being a black being a black woman we just don't feel like black men sometimes protect us all the time and then especially 100%. with like domestic violence stuff like that I know that 
very big in the black community. Um, I had a few friends who have been in domestic violence relationships and it's, it's scary. Yeah. And I, I think I've seen, I've seen a couple guys put their hands on women before and, and that's scary as well. But like you said, I, I do think there are men like you that are out there that will intervene and, and, you know, let, let their boys know or whoever it is that that's not the right thing to do. You know what I mean? So I think, it's like yes and no, but I definitely understand where a lot of black women are coming from because I see it, you know, with, yeah. you know, not necessarily guys that I'm friends with, but I've seen black men put other black women down or, or kind of lean towards more of the, there's also that Hispanic versus black women yeah. um, type of competition as well, how black men, you know, will kind of lead more towards like Hispanic women, but, you know, they don't, they don't really praise their they're black women and especially like dark skinned women. So it's hard, you know, I have seen people step up, but I know there's still like a lot of, a lot of work to be done as well. Yeah. And it, to me, I like from what, like just looking back at like my whole life, I can see how the issue does arrive like among young men and then how it grows because it's like most boys in their collective circles. It's like, how can I explain this? It's almost like as a young boy, they're always saying, yo, like, she's a girl like they always try to make women seem like they're like lesser or like weaker or they're supposed to be subjected to us mm-hmm. even i would use a good example and this is going way back way back way back like i was if i'm in sixth or seventh grade i'm 11 let's say i'm 11 we used to have this like little spring fair party at my uh, elementary school and i remember like at that age around sixth seventh eighth grade that's when people are first starting to catch like dubs at the time you feel me like that's the first time you go to a party you're catching dubs from a girl but it's even like just the mentality of the way your boys would tell you to go and approach it it's like yo bro just get behind her and just grab her even though she may or may not want to dance with you you know what i mean it's like we teach people to Mm kind of just say yo just take it yeah just go take it yeah like don't even talk to like yeah like and and, and a lot of young men are taught like yo just go up and grab her like instead of like you know just you know even talking macking before you get to it you know what i mean and i think that's a lot of where they get where they think like they're entitled to some shit just because oh i have this i got i got my best clothes on like fuck out of here like and i think i think almost we need to retrain the youth at some point and i don't know who does that i don't know if it's their fathers i don't know if it's like just a leader in their groups you got to kind of change approach them to say yo like you don't need to you don't need to run up and demand something from them or, you know, force yourself onto them. Like, it's okay to just talk in Jones and then get a vibe if she's actually feeling you or if she even wants to dance with you. You know what I mean? It's little things like that, yeah. I feel like, where as a as a little kid, if it doesn't get addressed, it becomes an issue longer. And I'm not saying that's the tell-all for why people, why some men get caught in these rapey situations. I think that's just the earliest, you know, notable event I, I could see, see where it's like, all right, Maybe they shouldn't have taught me like this. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of times, like, when you said how, like, a lot of guys, you know, your friends or just guys in general will tell their their friends, oh, you know, just go up to her, dance with her, grab her, or whatever. And then usually if that happens and the girl's not feeling it, then then they want to call us out our names. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, then it's an issue. Because then and, their pride is hurt yeah. for whatever reason, even though she doesn't owe, owe you or know you for anything. <laughs> Exactly right. It's just it, that it turns it turns into that, which that makes us even more mad because it's like you really don't respect us at all. Like we're literally mm-hmm. just saying no, we don't want to dance, we don't want to talk. It's not that serious. You don't need to call me out my name. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or people they'll be like, oh, you know, you wasn't all that anyway. They like to say all mm-hmm. that. Like, Obviously, I was. It's your time. But um, but yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna bring up um, 
couple of events. Like there was a, I think it was early in the year where there was a, a gang of, you know, black dudes, black kids had to be like. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh. And then they just whooped that, you know, the young black girl's ass. And it was just sad to see that. I'm like, it's disgusting. Oh, you're really going down that, that path. And they took her sneakers too, right? Yeah. They took her Jordans. Yeah, they took her sneakers. What was that, Mega Evers? Yeah, it was a Mega Evers High School. Yeah. And then, and then the ringleader was, uh, he ended up getting killed. Uh, I heard by you know, the girl's father's friends or whoever. Oh, he got killed. And the then, young man. Yeah, he got killed. Damn. Yeah, the 15 year old kid got killed. Oh well. And then, they, and then just just recently, you had a the kid in Harlem who took a skateboard and you know just like Alexander was saying that you know you get turned down. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you you're not all that. You took a skateboard and smacked her in the head and then she would oh my and knock God. Them Like that's like what like what are we doing, black men? You have to. Yeah, like, and it starts young, and it's yo. You're never too young to hold yourself accountable. Like you know what I mean. Once you're like eight or nine, you know right from wrong. Like these are. I, I, I'll be honest. I think the first time I ever hit back at a girl, I was in like first grade or kindergarten. I like she hit me and I hit her back. I'll never forget this shit because yo, the next day yo, her father came and my man, I hit under that table for as long as I could. I said, yo, please don't fuck me up. I was like, please don't <laughs> fuck me up. And to that day, I said, all right, I'm never hitting back. Like I'll never hit back if you hit me. Like seriously, because it's yo, I never wanted, <laughs> I never wanted this one. I remember it vividly because he came in with Tim's. I said, oh fuck no. <laughs> I said, yo, I'm getting my ass. Out of here, <laughs> yo. So ever since then, it's like, and, and I think so, uh, unfortunately, like in the young man you mentioned, he ended he had to lose his life. But sometimes that's what it takes for people to kind of learn their lesson. And I think what where parents have to do, and I know Father's Day is tomorrow. A lot of men gotta start raising their children to be leaders, not followers. Because yep. yo, with the follower children. They're going to do whatever the leader does. You know what I'm saying? No matter what. Even if they don't even truly believe him, they're going to say, eh, I don't really, fuck it. He snuffed her. I'm going to snuff her too. Even like, you know what I'm saying? You have to have somebody that's able to just be a free, independent thinker where they could say, yo, I'm not doing that. Yo, you're bugging. Yo, chill out. We're not doing that. And until like we start doing that with our youth, you're never going to, you know, see the community start to change for the better where these groups of people are a group of successful people instead of a group of losers and, you know, degenerates. But even with that, like, I just don't understand, like, how, like, how a guy or a man, any any race, how could you think it's okay to hit a woman? Like, you guys are physically stronger than us. Like, I know there's yeah. a lot of women that try to talk tough and, like, oh, you know, I'll beat this nigga, blah, 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 whatever. Like, at the end of the day, he's physically stronger than you. He could really hurt you. So, it's yeah. like, I just don't understand how a man can, like, how you can come and just hit a woman and her punch her in her face or slap her like just like but it like it goes back like you said it just goes back to I guess how they were raised and like yeah. who they grew up around because I just it just doesn't make sense like you know you're physically stronger than her by punching her or doing whatever you could you could hurt her you can kill her you know and I'm yeah. not condoning like I know sometimes domestic violence is you know the other way around there yeah. are a lot of women that do beat their men and I'm not saying that's right either for a woman to hit a man as um either but as just as a man, like if you know, I, I just think you need to like be smart and like, okay, I'm not going, I'm not going to hit a female. I'm not supposed to do that, exactly. even though she's hitting me. Like it, it, it really it depends on like the situation because I've seen some girls really go like hard yeah, severity. on whoever they're yeah. hitting. Yeah, and it's like at at some point he's gonna he is gonna hit you back if you keep beating him in his face. Like he has to defend himself. But yeah. for guys to just like 
punch a woman just openly because they're angry. Yeah. yeah, openly. That's yeah, yeah and that's an it's issue. Yeah, and that, like I said, like, I I feel like at the same time you cannot look at you cannot look at like you cannot be pro Black Lives Matter and be like oh like Black people need justice and then look at it in the same stance and say oh but these women they could wait like you know what I mean you should look at both of those right, with the right. same amount of disgust honestly and be like yo that's unacceptable that's unhumane inhumane like this can't tolerate mm-hmm. until you're able to see both yeah. then it becomes you know what I mean otherwise it becomes an issue like I said you have to be able to look at everybody as equal and say all right. I don't. I wouldn't want this done to me. I'm not gonna do it to them. It's just plain and simple. It's like just pure human decency. Exactly. And as black women, we're at the bottom of the barrel. Like we're, as yeah. people have said, we're the most disrespected people yeah. in America. Like I know black Easily. men. They they say y'all are the most hated, but women we literally they get the most shitted on. Like Easily. black women, yeah, black women go missing, get killed. No, Bri- look at Breonna Taylor. Her yeah, cops, the cops that murdered her have still not been arrested. Oh Three nope. months. Yeah, and that's she's ridiculous. Black. She's a black woman. No one cares about her. And, 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 and it's, it's just sad. ridiculous. It's, it's sad, sad to see that. Very. And it's like, for that case, it's just like, it's so easy for them to just say, all right, we're going to investigate. We're going to arrest somebody. You know what I mean? Just to at least get something underway. But literally none of that has been yeah. done. And it just shows you like how little they care about a black, especially a black mm-hmm. female's life. It's, it's nothing. It's like, oh, it's a casualty in war. Sorry. It's nothing. Yeah. Like nobody's it's accountable. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the same thing with the, like, you know, the R. Kelly situation and stuff like that. Yeah. People didn't care about what was going on with those little girls until recently. R. Yeah. Kelly's been, been doing that shit. Those black girls. You know why they didn't care? Because those were black women that he was doing to black little girls. Because they don't, because America does not care about black women. 100%. They do you know not care. Mean? Exactly. And, and, and we've seen in this country countless times, like when the little white girls go missing, it's a big issue. Mm-hmm. Two white girls go missing on a jog oh, in man. Indiana. Yep. We're talking about it every day. I remember there was a white yep. woman that got, she went missing and then, you know, come back to it. They said, yo, we think she staged her own, you know, kidnapping. But <laughs> prior to that, she was the the, the, the front page news. And it's, it's just crazy how mm-hmm. it's unequal and how, you know. We whitewash, especially the media. They like, they they just want to you know whitewash oh, yeah, everything, yeah. and it's yeah, like we want to exactly. we gotta find Paul. We gotta find Molly. Molly's been missing. Molly's a mother of three. <laughs> Come to find out, Molly, you know, stage own shit. It's just you know we just want equal representation. This is yeah, and they over sexualize black women, us black women too. Like all they you know they just oh, care about us working, uh, yeah. white women, white Hundred yep. percent. That's all they care about. Oh, just shake, oh strip, or twerk, or do whatever. You know what I mean? That's 100%. all they care about having a fat ass, big boobs. Like that's all they care about with us. They just look at us as just a sexual being, but they yeah. don't care. Yeah, and it's like honestly, we just got to start holding those people accountable that like glorify like the dumb shit, but then don't have our backs when we actually need shit or don't actually empower us to get real, like you know, real positive shit. That's really mm-hmm. the problem, because like I said, yeah, wh- and, and, and it's so funny because like you'll have those white girls that love black culture, love hip hop, love all yep. of this, mm-hmm. but then it's like during this time they're not doing shit, they don't care, it doesn't Quiet. affect me, Quiet. it's whatever. I'm gonna go to my house in the Hamptons, whatever. I'm gonna hide from this, and it's just like, come on now, enough's enough. It's like we need all y'all to yeah. be accountable. So yeah, no, it's it, it's crazy, and I can even say from like personal experience, I know like. I know y'all are not going to like this, especially Akil, like being one of my big cousins, he's definitely not going to like this. But in, at Temple, I've had some experiences too and with some of my friends where we used to be at parties and like men, guys would literally like lift up my dress or oh, like God. lift up 
my shirt yeah just to see like you know what i was working with or whatever and it's just like it's just so disrespectful it's like what yeah you think and you can i don't even know you it's just like that no, gives no such rapey vibes, and it's crazy because yep. I've actually seen that happen where it's literally like I've been in a crowded club and you just see a hand come out of a crevice, like you don't know whose hand it is. You'll see a white hand just go and grab somebody's ass, and I'm like, "What do you get?" My thing is, is what do you get from that? Like, what does it get you off? Because like I, as another man, it doesn't get me off if I do that. If I did that, I'll keep it a buck. It does not do anything for me. It's just you violating mm-hmm. somebody's rights, and it's like. You know what I mean? It's like if somebody came out and just grabbed you by the balls, you know, you'd be tight. Like, yo, what the fuck? And it's it's just right. it's so it not. Makes you think you could touch us. Exactly. It's just not appropriate. And it's just like shit like that. I think people need to. That needs to be the new thing that needs to get denounced. Like, you feel me? Like, you do that shit, you get your ass beat. You do that shit, yo, you're mm-hmm. going to jail, whether it's for fucking two weeks or whatever. Like, it needs to be a real, mm-hmm. real thing, not just some little misdemeanor, especially when you're caught you know, plain, plain, you know, in plain sight doing dumb shit like that. It just doesn't make any sense why people do that. And it's really, it's really just immaturity. It's really just immaturity. And I don't know if people do it because they think it's cool, but like, I personally don't find a reason for doing that shit. Like, (laughs) I think it's more cool if you walk up to her and get her number and it's like, all right, cool, you're lit. Like, I'd rather you do that or yo, bro, she's coming. She says she wants to hang out with me, whatever. You know what I mean? Or whatever. I Mm -hmm. really don't care. But you trying to do that, like, that shit is just, that's borderline. That goes hand in hand with rape. So it's like, I don't really see it. Yeah, it's really, it's really. I see that, especially to my family. Shooting up the club. (laughs) Shooting up the club. Ain't nobody getting out. Just get here about 10 minutes. That's all I need. And that's the thing. And people do that shit. And I'm telling you, I've been waiting for the day some shit like that happens to me when I'm with my girl. Like, I would love for that shit to happen. Because, yo, I, like, you know me, I just look for trouble. So, like, yo, I'd I'd be dying. And I've seen it. Like I said, I remember one time, and this was like pre, this is pre, uh, pre-corona obviously me and my girl were out in williamsburg at some club and it's it's true though and especially white men they feel that they have some dominance over black women i remember one time you know we had our stuff on on a little it was like a vip section that was closed off so nobody was there it was like just not being used had our jackets on the side and you know this white guy or maybe he was hawaiian whatever fuck he was he's sitting on the jackets and she's like yo excuse me can you get off the jacket and he's like you don't own this club and i guess he didn't see me i think i went to go take a piss so i'm coming you know i'm i'm there and i'm like excuse me do you have a problem he's like i'm sitting on this shit and i'm like no the fuck you not so i yoke him up and he's like blah 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 blah, blah. i'm like yo would you like to step outside because i'm like i don't give a fuck about this club right now and i would love to fuck you up before i leave for the night would you like to step outside no right. no okay and that's all it is. It's really just a, they think they have power, but in reality, they do not want mm-hmm. to smoke. They do not want confrontation. And that's what I'm saying. Like, people got to literally stand up to people that do dumb shit like that. Like, whether it's sexual mm-hmm. assault, uh, physical assault, verbal assault, stand up for other people. When you know one person's wrong, one person's right, stand up for somebody. Make sure shit like this just doesn't happen. Because everybody's going to think it's okay until they get their ass beat. Once somebody get their ass beat, they're going to be like, uh, that kind of sucked. Let me not do that again. And yeah, okay, I'm not going to say nothing next time. <laughs> or I, at the very exactly. least, at the very least, I'll be polite and come correct. So Right, yeah. It just goes, it goes back to like discipline with like our parents. Like, you know, we all got beat growing up and stuff like that. Like that's the only way you would, you learn is when you, you know, you do something wrong and then you get your ass beat for it and you don't do it again. Exactly. <laughs> so it's the same way. Trial yeah, by fire, 100%. <sighs> but before we get off this topic, before we wrap up, there's one last thing I wanted to talk about today, which I think is kind of crazy how uh, 
And I, we always get back to COVID-19, like every podcast episode somehow, because it's just the most uh, important topic in the world. But it's crazy how we've uh, politicized this shit now. Like, well, we haven't, but, you know, people that believe that, you know, we shouldn't wear masks, they have turned public safety into a political battle. And it's it's crazy, actually, because I was reading somewhere where somebody said, yo, I don't I, I think this video is fresh. I guess Trump's having his little Trump rally in Oklahoma and this one guy literally said, yo, <laughs> he said, one of my friends died from Corona. And then, you know, my son was on a on a respirator and, you know, he's OK now. But, you know, I still don't know if this is real or not. And I'm like, OK, like he's like, they, they, they're, they're going to tell us he's like, they're, they're, they're trying to tell us they're going to they're, they're, they're not going to tell us the truth. You know, and I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? And I'm at the point now where I realize people have literally made fucking wearing a mask a political thing it's literally like um wow. yeah this is bullshit i'm not wearing a mask for whatever reason oh trump says he, uh, he shouldn't wear a mask i'm not gonna wear a mask trump doesn't wear a mask and it's literally like when did public safety become a political thing <laughs> and i mean that in every aspect crazy, like man. i need to know because like i said yeah i feel like y'all have like it, it, it's crazy how people say oh you don't have the choice and these same people are the same people that feel you should not have the right to get an abortion whether that's your choice or not mm. they say you don't have a choice in that yep. but <laughs> I have the choice to get you sick. <laughs> I have the choice to spread this virus to you. You know what I'm saying? It's right. literally like, what are you doing? You can't be this and then not like this. It's literally ridiculous. And I'm at the point where it's just like, if y'all going to promote all this dumb shit, like just admit it. Just admit that, yo, I, I don't care. I want to be on. I feel like so many times people feel like, oh, this is what the majority of people are saying. I want to be a rebel. I want to be on this side. Like, when is it just, yo, mm-hmm. I kind of don't want to die. I don't want to spread the virus. I'm going to do what the right thing is. Like literally, everything right. is fucking political in this country. It's like, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mm, it's really, it's really crazy. Then, and then you see those those six uh, staffers that I knew, we were talking about it earlier, but they were they tested positive. Oh, the Trump staffers. The still, <laughs> yeah, they still going in that stadium. Yo, what? it's funny because like, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad anymore. I, I do. And I, I honestly, I, I, I hope everybody at the stadium gets it. And it's funny because I follow this like uh, data science that's been doing a data scientist that does a lot of um, he's been publishing a lot of data information about COVID. And he's like, yo, that event just dis- disregards the three C's, which is just like, you know, you got to be not close to people, not in a confined space. <laughs> I forgot what the other C was. And it's literally like, it's just disgusting. You're in a closed environment. You're next to each other. You're going to have people screaming at the top of their lungs. It's literally like everything you would want for the virus to spread. And I'm just like, I don't understand. And now you're saying no compliance. The other C was compliance. No mask compliance. So people are allowed to go in there with or without a mask. And it's like, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? It's like, for you to have that at this time is just so insensitive. Would you basically said, yo, mm-hmm. I'd rather further my political agenda rather than keep everybody safe. Or at the very least say, all right, if everybody's going to come to my rally, wear a mask. So at least on. But yep. but what you're so afraid of is if people that, you know, support you, see you see people wearing a mask. And I'm like, Ugh, I'm not going to vote for him. He's making people wear masks like everything's political. Even even the other day, AMC had the audacity to post on Twitter. Yo, we're reopening a lot of our theaters, blah, 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 blah. He says, but we want to stay out of politics. So we're not going to make it mandatory what? for people to wear masks. And literally millions of people tweeted, I'm not going to AMC. Fuck out of here. I'm not going to AMC. If you can't force people to wear masks, why the fuck would I go to a movie theater in a closed environment with circulating air for two hours with people I don't know? 
not doing it. And then after literally like, you know, a day, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to backtrack on it. Uh, the mask is mandatory uh, in all our theaters, blah, 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 to ensure Wait. public safety. Because I do the, do the information from my scientists. I'm like, where were these scientists before <laughs> your fucking <laughs> previous statement? I'm like, or did you change scientists for the word finan- financial like analyst? Like, did they say, hey, our profits are going to fucking, you know, plummet if we... <laughs> If we actually, you know, let people go in because more people actually care about their public safety than don't. Like, it's just, it's, everything's political with these people. And it's like, it shouldn't be. Like, public safety is the only thing in this world that should not be fucking politicized. But yet they find a way to politicize everything in America. And it's it's disgusting. (sighs) Yeah. That's crazy. I actually haven't even heard about, like, people, like, like you said, making the public... Um, safety, like political, and like you know, not wearing masks because of certain reasons. Yeah, like, it's I've, I've actually, it's a big I've thing for some reason that, now, and it's like it's just literally like why? Like, and my my thing is just this or during these times with all this uncertainty about you know when the virus is gonna go away, how deadly it is. Why wouldn't it just you know push you to be on a side of caution rather than you know just make bold you know statements and say hey we don't need no masks. Like, 100,000-plus people have died. How many more people do you need to die until it's like, okay, uh, we got to change our actions? And that's why, like, all these other states that are, like, you know, booming up. I remember that Florida governor saying, "Uh, you guys don't got to stay in New York. Bring your sports here. We love to have the Yankees. We're fine. We don't have no corona here. Acting like he did some shit. Like, oh, we're fine. We're good. We took care of it. You didn't do shit, and now corona is knees-deep in the shit with freaking COVID. Same thing with Arizona. They were talking shit too. Same thing with Texas, mm-hmm. whose governor was saying, oh, come NFL season, uh, we're going to allow 50% of fans to be in the stadium. Yeah, okay. You might not have a season. <laughs> like, come on. It, it's so political that they've gotten where they're like, oh, I just want to, I want to please, I want to please mm-hmm. people and uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're not going to, you know, subject people's rights. All right. Good luck winning those fucking votes when those people are dead. Plain and simple. It's ridiculous. Right. That's that. I'm just glad New York has overcame the first wave. Oh, at least the, the mountain. New York, yeah. Jersey, yeah. Connecticut. Tri-State is beautiful right now. Tri-State. It was tough, mm-hmm. but you know, while they was laughing at us, shitting on us, you know, they was having yeah, their fun. Right. Yeah. My cousins were laughing at us in Georgia. Mm-hmm. I remember, <laughs> I remember canceling a flight, and my flight, uh, I, I was on the phone, and the lady was like, yeah, y'all in New York got it bad. She's like, oh, it's wonderful over there in Florida. And I remember saying, don't keep your guard down yet. I said, are they wearing masks? She said, no. I said, oh, it'll be there in no time. She said, no, nah, I don't think so. It dies off in the heat. I said, all right, we'll see. I said, take care. Got him. Got him. <laughs> and it's just, you know. It dies off in the heat. And it just, it just shows you, like, literally, instead of, and that's the problem with this country. Like, that's why, like, the way it was designed, maybe we need to look at how to redesign it. But it's like, all right, you were supposed to have a president that, you know, kind of helped overrun. A federal government that's supposed to overrun all 50 states. So all 50 states don't do 50 different things. And basically, the guy that was elected in that position basically said, yo, y'all go do whatever y'all want. I don't got answers for this. Yo, y'all go figure it out. And then now, in that case, you have 50 people out. doing 50 different things. So you got some states that are corona, you know, on the good side of corona, and you got some people that are on the bad side of corona. And it's, I don't know what to expect. And like I said, as long as you have this intermingling between the states, like, I don't see how this won't just continue to be a thing. You know what I mean? It's just, it's sad, but... That's what happens mm-hmm. when you leave the responsibility of human lives in the in the hands of the federal government. But whatever. 
But before we sign off, does anybody have anything they want to leave the people with? Anything I may have missed? Uh, well, I do want to ask you guys what you guys think is going to happen with the NBA because I know they Ooh. were coming back, but now have you heard about like yes. Kyrie and like oh, some God, people yeah. protesting? How yeah. do you guys feel about that? Um, it's been crazy. Kill you go first if you don't mind. Um, I mean, I, I like. I mean, I'm a big Kyrie fan, but I like that Kyrie actually had that that symposium with Eddie, well, Eddie, eighty other players, and mm-hmm. you know, talking about the risk factors and talking about the positives and the negatives. Um, the media kind of turned it onto Kyrie, like, oh, he's the the negative entity that's bringing down the whole shit. Know, he doesn't want to have them. But I think the, the conversation that he had. It wasn't mostly about, oh, we shouldn't have a season, we shouldn't have a season. He was saying that, you know, this is my opinion. I'm down for the season, but boom, here's the risk factor. Yeah. And this is what we need to this is what we need to, you know, to have in our head if we wanna play this, you know, this game that we love, but also that we have to protect ourselves and, and also with everything that's happening you know, within the black and the brown community. So those things are, mm-hmm. you know, as important as a season. So yeah. he just, I, I like that. I like that he was, you know, saying things like that. And then they try to flip it on him saying that, oh, uh, he, he said, well, allegedly, he said that, uh, oh, the, the play should start to only. Yeah. Which. Mm, who knows if uh, he said other, 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 other teammates was like, that's not true. He never said that. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, this this is a lot of it's a lot of like we, should we do it? Because I'm obviously in Florida, Florida is really messed up. Yeah, know, and now it's a yeah. Now it seemed like a great it seemed like a great idea in the beginning, but now you're starting to see like I hate to say this pun, but it's starting to be holes in the bubble now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, so it's 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 you know it's a risk. Like you're like in this container, mm-hmm. and then you have. And then there's other leagues that's down there too as well. It's yeah. not only NBA. The WNBA is down there. They're going to IMG Academy. Yeah. Um, I think the MLS is playing down there as well. I don't know where the NHL is playing, but they're probably playing in Florida. So it's like this hotbed, but then there's a huge spike in Florida. So it's like yeah, I think I risk. think when they you know were planning it, they were like, oh well, Florida's safe. Like you know, there's not a lot of cases, right. not dense. But now that whole you know narrative has switched. And I mean, to, to get back on to what she said, I so when I first heard it, like I said, I was hearing bits and pieces. Yeah, I feel like in theory, the Florida, you know, the Florida idea seemed good. You know, like the cases were low. And, you know, in theory, I guess one was to assume that, you know, Florida, lo, the Florida locality would do their best to, you know, contain the virus. But, you know, they didn't really do anything like from someone from a friend of mine. I remember he told me he had traveled to Texas, which isn't Florida. But, you know, those states are basically operating on a. Oh, if somebody from New York comes in, they got to be on a 14-day, you know, mandatory quarantine, which is all good and everything, but there was no enforcement of that rule. Like, it wasn't like, you know, you had police officers checking in on you at the random hours of the day, like, hey, are you home? Are you, are you sure you're not outside? So, it was no enforcement with that, you know, entire 
policy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like the virus was spreading. Like I said, I'm pretty sure there was people getting on planes from New York to Florida. I'm pretty sure there's people from Connecticut and whatnot. I'm pretty sure there were people in Florida that just had it originally and, you know, due to no guidelines and no mask usage, you know, it was just spreading like wildfire. And, you know, now I think the bubble idea is kind of, you know, it's starting to look a little flaky. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I understood what Kyrie was saying in terms of he didn't want to take away from the social injustice movement. Mm-hmm. And I do understand that. But I do think they have more leverage and more capital to make a change by playing and making that money and applying it to like actual reform. Because I think they could mm-hmm. spin it with the NBA and say, hey, if we're making $9 billion in TV revenue, we need $3 billion of that to go towards social justice reform. Whatever that entails. Because the only way I realize in this capitalistic country that things are going to actually change is when money is involved. Like I said, like if people mm-hmm. say, yo, I'm going to stop shopping at this or I'm going to stop buying this, people will change their opinions. People could say they're political about everything, but when it comes to money, people will change their tune for an absurd amount of money anytime. So I, got, I think for them, based on this climate where they could get everybody's attention, being that there's not you know a lot going on, I think if they could finish the season but make sure that this social injustice movement is at the front of everything, at the front of every game, mm-hmm. Make sure you're talking about it and make sure there's actions, actions, actually actions being made to like, you know, actually promote change. Then, you know, then I say go for it. But like just not right. playing the season, I don't think that does any mm-hmm. good. Because like I said, at the end of the day, it's like people are going to protest all day and whatever. And, you know, if at night, you know, people aren't protesting 24-7, there's going to be times where people come home from, you know, protesting at 11 p.m. and say, all right, I'm going to watch this on TV. There's also people that aren't protesting or people that are still trying to turn a blind eye to it. And when it's in your face, in front of you, on basketball, on TV, it's not going to be like how the NFL tried to, like, you know, mute Colin Kaepernick and his movement. It's just going to be, you know, it's going to be at the front forefront. You're going to show people before every game, you know, speaking out. And I think there's definitely a, a, a good... I think it's a good platform for them to voice what needs to be done, how they could change things and actually get true change. So I think they should proceed with it. Right. But like, I've, obviously I think what's more important at the moment is the actual public, public, um, public health crisis. Because like I said, if it's mm-hmm. a hot spot, a bubble makes no sense because like I said, there are flaws in that bubble where, you know, there's going to be people that have to bring your food from outside the bubble into the bubble. It's not like you could have a three month supply of food and, you know, non-perishables for three months. So it's like, there's going to be people that have to come in and out of that bubble. Not only that, unless you're trapping all essential staff from, you know, the cleaning staff to the, um, you know, the food staff or whoever, the trainers, unless you force every single person to stay inside the bubble, which I don't think is possible, nor will they be able to, like, afford doing that, I don't think a bubble really works in that case. So I don't know. Right. We're starting to see the wheels fall off definitely with this, but I'm hoping, praying that it could continue, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely tough, like, it, it, it's tough like I said because this isn't like a regular people keep saying like oh well when people get the flu people play through the flu like you know you can't it's play through this flu. and infect <laughs> yeah. everybody it's literally like this is worse than any injury like you know how people say oh he twisted his ankle like this is actually worse because you're out for two weeks no matter what like LeBron gets it whether he's asymptomatic or symptomatic doesn't matter LeBron gets this shit it's the finals yo you're out for two weeks you missed the finals and I think with that exactly. kind of hanging in the background I think that's everybody's worst nightmare. That happens. It's like, uh, damn, there was a LeBron LeBronless finals. 
then all of a sudden, you know, there's an asterisk if that happens. It's like, oh, LeBron didn't play the last seven games or whoever he played, Giannis didn't play this last seven games. LeBron, uh, Giannis had, you know, corona. So it is a very tough issue. And like I said, I don't think the virus is going to control what happens. I think we just need to, they need to find a way, <coughs> excuse me, they need to find a way to actually limit like the risk of exposure. And I don't know how that is. The bubble may not necessarily be that the best scenario, but we'll see. Yeah. And like you said, I think, I think at first before, um, when you were talking before, I know you said at first you were kind of at Kyrie's neck. And I know like when I first heard it, it was kind of like how you mentioned, I heard like fragmented pieces. I didn't see the full, like his full, um, statement. So I honestly thought Kyrie was just hating, like, don't get me wrong. So Kyrie, I know he's always been for us. Like he's always been that type of person to, you know, put his race above other people and just be for the people. Yeah. So I loved that about him, but I know Kyrie sometimes is a diva and he he mm-hmm. can be a hater as well. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, this thing is just saying that because because I bet you if he was if his team was like one and two, yeah, in, you know, on the East, he probably wouldn't be talking about oh, let's, exactly. let's not bring the season back. It's easier to say that when you're injured and your team is not doing well, right? So exactly. I was like, okay, I feel like he's kind of he's hating or you know he doesn't want Braun to get the chip or whatever but then <laughs> when I thought about it I was like you know I'm sure he does have like a genuine the gen, the reason that he wants to do it is genuine but like I can agree with what you're saying though too because I'm kind of like on the fence because I think that they can bring the season back for the yeah. social injustice aspect they can still bring the season back it's a pre- predominantly black league and yeah. still keep the the um the protesting and what's going on at the forefront and exactly. still donate to the cause exactly but as like you said the public health aspect that is I think something that yeah they can't you control know, we really that shouldn't play around with <laughs> yeah they can't control that at all so I'm I'm leaning more towards like the public health aspect like obviously I definitely if, if and and also too I I didn't realize like you said I thought he was saying not to continue the season I didn't know that he was saying I guess like he just wouldn't be um or like he what what did you say that he said that he was like. I, it wasn't the whole like he wanted to make his own league. I think I heard. I just yeah, I did hear like, something like that. Like that maybe start called. his own league, which I'm all for players. You know, thinking like way like you know who, like dream as big as you want. You know, I just I think where his thoughts and his ideas probably got like kind of misguided. It was they were just the ideas and statements kind of fragmented, but it wasn't a lot of supporting details of like how we're gonna go about this, what we're gonna do. Because I think that's where people kind of went against. I'm like, all right, if we're gonna not protest, then what are we gonna? I mean, if we're not going to play, yeah, then what are we right. going to do while we're not playing to make a difference? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we going to do to actually yeah. push the needle? And I feel like those statements didn't get put out at the forefront. So that's really what kind of got some people to just kind of lose their shit with him. And it's like, oh, my God, this guy again. Mm-hmm. And, right. yeah, and and with me personally, I was just like, well, you're not playing anyway this season. So, like, why do you care? And then I was like, okay. So... We'll see. Exactly, we'll yeah. see. But um, it's definitely it's definitely a lot to figure out. Like I said, there are sports that are starting back up in other countries. It's just gonna have to be, you know, they're gonna have to have strict protocol, and they're gonna really have to just, you know, figure out what can we do to minimize the spread of the disease. That's the biggest thing. Like I said, I think it's inevitable that people are gonna catch it. It's just what are we gonna do to minimize the risk of exposure to the disease? So we'll mm-hmm. see how it works. I mean, yeah. I do like their 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 protocol so far it does seem you know pretty extreme like i i read somewhere like yo if you're playing with With a deck of cards you got to get a new card they have like a yeah they got like a band where it scans you and it's like all right like it's like a go band it's like oh yeah he had his coronavirus test two days ago he's he's good like you know there's this whole like 
uh, elaborate procedure. And I think, you know, it's very thought out, well thought out. And like I said, if there's a way that it could be done, I'm pretty sure the NBA is going to give it its best shot. It's just a matter of we're going to really have to wait and see. And, like, you know, all we can hope is that, you know, the star players do not get corona at any point in in the series. But, you know, I think we're just going to have to wait and see. And I I hope that, you know, as teams get eliminated, it does get safer because there's a smaller, you know, sample size of players playing with each other. But, you know... We're just going to have to wait and see because, like I said, this virus isn't going anywhere. That's what I want everybody to know. The virus isn't going anywhere. So at some point, I feel like we're going to have to learn how to adapt with it, at least for now. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. Well, and the one thing I wanted to say was uh, yeah. was that whole uh, the whole B. Simone thing. Oh, I don't really know who she is, but yeah, I always see yeah. her in the mentions. But uh, I didn't know who she was either <laughs> until I seen her all over Twitter. Yeah, and she had like that scrapbook and plagiarizing. <laughs> I think the whole that that whole started because she was like, you know, you know, I'm a millionaire, and what she made like I think she made like a million dollars, which is mm-hmm. essentially it's not that much money, especially now. In yeah, yeah. But then she was like, oh, you know, my man needs to needs to be a CEO. I'm not dating nobody. Nine to, five. nine to five. Five job. I yeah. Was like, the hell are you talking about? <laughs> right. so you, have, you, have, you have black women like that to, to just say just the dumbest. Dumb shit. That was just so ignorant. Yeah. Just ignorant. But, you know, that's, that was, that was that. Some people were saying, because when I first said that, I thought that was kind of crazy for to say that because at the end of the day, like, there's a lot of people that have nine to five that I'm sure you had a nine to five when you were working at your, which I which I do I did kind of get as well. A lot of people are like, well, that's just her preference. Like, if that was a man that said that, it wouldn't be a problem. Like, they're trying to make it like a sexist thing. Like, yeah. if it was a man that said that about his, you know, the preference of his woman, nobody would have a problem with it. But because a female black woman says it, now it's an issue. Which is true to a certain extent because I feel like there is a double standard yep. when it comes that's to yeah. our preferences yeah. and like what you know what we like, especially with like you know that also relates to like just preferences of like who you're attracted to. You know what I mean? So. I did understand that. I think some people were coming a little hard at her for that, but I would say for the plagiarism, though, she deserves all of that because you can't take someone's work and not give them credit. And you did that. And she took that work from one of the women that she took the work from was a black woman. So I was like, that was, you know, a huge slap in the face. Yeah. Like you're doing that to your own own people. (laughs) So that I don't, that I don't mess with her for, but the nine to five thing, like I, like I said, I, I didn't, I, when she when she first said, I was like, "What are you talking about?" Because like she's basically like shitting on people that have regular jobs. But then when they people when people were saying about how like if it was a man that said it, I was kind of like, eh, "I can see where people are going with that." But the plagiarism thing, I'm not rocking no with that at all. Because she made a lot of money off of that. To plenty. Yeah. So, That's life, mm-hmm. though. People are trying to make money off other people's backs, but what can you do? Yep. Yeah, I don't really got nobody to call out except. Uh, all the homies that just been bitching about, uh, you know, like when women was coming at homies and they're like, oh, well, I'm not a, like, yo, get your mans, like, <laughs> get your mans, <laughs> pay attention. It, it's I, like what I want everybody to understand is you speaking out about that, like, oh, well, I don't. It's the same way where it's like where black people say, yo, some white people are racist. Well, I'm not racist. Like, yo, just yeah, listen. Like, yeah, like it's okay to just listen and say, yo, I hear you. I understand. This is what we could do to make things better. That's all. Plain and simple. But uh, exactly. That's it, man. Yep. I appreciate you guys for both getting on the phone lines with me. Obviously, uh, 
we didn't have too many technical difficulties this time. All in all, yeah. everything went pretty pretty smooth. But uh, yeah, you guys have a great rest of your day. Obviously, you know, stay safe, wear your mask, um, and you know, have fun, but don't have too much fun. I see a lot of people outside in these large, large <laughs> gatherings. So yeah, yeah stay, exactly. stay yeah, no, safe. Thanks for thanks for having us on. Stay safe and enjoy the rest of you know. It's still Juneteenth weekend. Yes, and yes, Father's yes. Day weekend. Oh, happy so, Father's you know, Day to everybody and their fathers. Happy, yes, happy, happy Father's Day. Happy Fathers. Yeah. The good fathers. The good fathers yeah. yeah, not the deadbeats. <laughs> exactly. The deadbeats. Yeah. <laughs> yo, get your mans. Yeah. Get your mans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, y'all. Until next time, y'all. I'm your boy Elijah. Peace out, guys. Stay safe.